What's going on on my podcasters, whether you're from Spotify, Anchor, Facebook, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anything in between. See Jizzle and the Whistle bringing you another episode. Whether you're from here in America, or you live in Poland, or you live in Germany, I'm going to kind of fill you in on what's going on here in America. And it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, I'm just going to tell you a little story about how it relates to me. And you can kind of decide from there. But, um, we'll get to that in a little bit. But for right now, I want to talk about my experience today with the bike shop. And, um, now, I've had my bike in the shop for over a week now. And, I really like the guy that I take my bike to because he's very into quality. Let's just put it that way. He does shit that he doesn't have to do and he doesn't try to upsell you on shit that you don't need. Long story short. He's given me a free pair of handlebar grips. Um, He's put on pieces that he could have charged me extra for, but he didn't. He redid my wheel bearings in the front and back when he didn't have to, free of charge. And so, I kind of wondered why he was doing all this shit. And he told me it's because he does good quality work. He doesn't want me bringing it back a couple months from now saying there's problems with it, right? So far, he's only told me that it's going to cost me about 100 bucks, And it's about 70 bucks for a tune-up by itself. So he's really doing me a solid. He's probably got well over $200 in work done on it. And um, he's a really good guy. He's been letting me ride his loaner bike around for now while he's working on it. But I went in the shop today because he's told me the past two times that it's ready to be picked up and I went up there and it's not done and so yesterday he told me I can go pick it up but I told him I didn't have the money right now so I wanted to know if I could wait until like the 6th or 7th to pay him so he tells me oh it's not a big deal just come up here and pick it up and we can do an IOU he trusts me that much. You know, I've been up there the past two or three times. We've talked for at least 30 minutes. And he's gotten to the point where he really trusts me. You know, he really... We've kind of made a friendship. Let's just put it that way. And it's really weird and difficult to think that a 50-year-old is friends with somebody that's 30. But he reminds me of you know, he grew up in the 70s and 80s and whatnot, and he reminds me of what a true punk rocker is supposed to be, right? He's dealt with skateboards, he's dealt with bikes. He was actually the same person, I think, that sold me my Cannondale seven years ago. So, anywho, he's run into a real rough patch in life. With his business, with his personal life, everything in between. And um, he's had to sell off like a 
whole bunch of his bike builds that he had. Anything that was new, he sold it off just to keep his business afloat during pandemic. Um, he hasn't had a lot of customers, you know. And when he does get customers, it's really overwhelming to him to keep up on five bikes at one time when he's the only one there, right? And so we kind of joked around about it today. Um, I haven't even brought it up yet, honestly. But I thought, well, what if I just volunteered for him like an internship and learned the, the ropes and everything and then um, I can get my foot in the door, right? Maybe I can get paid $20, $25 an hour. And today he got to talking about, I don't know what brought it up, but he was talking about how he didn't want to hire some young new kid that doesn't know anything about bikes for $15 an hour minimum wage. Because the state has a law here after a little while that it's got to be $15 minimum wage. And he just doesn't see paying somebody that wage that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, right? And so I didn't bring it up today, but I had an idea in my, in my head that I can get him more customers and I can help him actually crank out those those bike builds and kind of keep his business afloat, right? But I got to thinking that I don't want to go opening my mouth yet because this next summer I'm going to be a very busy man with this whole van life shit. And I kind of let him know that today. You know, he kind of forgot that I had this next summer I've got a very big plate to deal with. But I think deep down he really wants to. He really wants to show me the trick of the trade and hire me on, but he just doesn't have the money right now. And after I brought up that internship thing, it kind of raised an eyebrow to him, I feel like. Without me necessarily bringing it up, it kind of made him think for a minute. And why not hire somebody like me that you really click with, you really get along with, we can spend many hours in the shop working together and talking about random shit. So anyways, even though my bike wasn't ready today to pick up, I walked in the shop and he was working on somebody else's bike. And the normal person would flip shit and tell him why the fuck doesn't he have it done yet, but had over a week. But I'm, I'm really understanding about this whole thing, right? He's going through a lot of fucking shit. And, um, so anyways, we were sitting there talking about shit. After I closed shop, you know, he's like, do you want to smoke some weed? I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll smoke, you know, with you. And so he gave me a little bit of his weed, and he's like, here, go back, back in this back room, and that's kind of like our smoking room, you know. And the shit that he got was homegrown, it was alright, but it wasn't dank dank, you know, it wasn't enough to put me on my ass. I did like three hitters of that, and I went back out into the shop where he was, and he was starting to play guitar, you know. Um, I guess he's taught himself, and he's really good. He's really good for learning by himself. 
and we kind of just sat there and talked about conspiracy theories and life and everything and um his wife called him on the phone and she's like nagging at him and shit and he's like i gotta go because i got a friend here so to me that says something um says that we are friends you know um he's helping me out and i feel like i'm obligated to help him out and so whenever he actually gets done with the bike build i'm gonna tip him as well He's only asking for $100, but he's done well over $150, so why not tip him what he deserves? Anywho, I uh, got done with there, you know, it's kind of drizzling and rainy and whatnot. He let me use the, uh, the bike that I'm borrowing to take home, and... So I rode over to my job because I haven't been out in like the past couple of days, right? I'm like, well, why not get out and go get some beer and whatnot? I was really scraping together the change to try and buy some beer. And I was dipping into money that I'm like, eh, I probably shouldn't be getting into, right? Well, it comes to find out that I got a little bit of a bonus, like 50 bucks, you know, but it's just enough for me to pay rent, and, um, anywho, anywho, um, I'm kind of coming to this point where I, I know that it's a good job opportunity, it's a good career opportunity to get into this bike shop, get really close to the owner, learn some things, and help him out at the same time, but, I've got too much shit going on right now, honestly. I told him, you know, by the time that May comes around and I get the money for the van and start working on it until October, it's going to take a lot of money, it's going to take a lot of time, I'm going to be very worn out. So. Anywho, um, it's been a pretty tight Christmas. I haven't had as much money as what I wanted to buy gifts, but, you know, it is what it is. And so, my brother-in-law, he's been working nonstop. He didn't get Christmas off. He didn't get Thanksgiving off. Um, so we just decided not to open gifts on Christmas. We decided to wait until New Year's Eve, which is fine with me, right? And so anywho, I ended up buying my mom um, a couple things. I don't usually buy gifts because I don't have the money, but... Uh... Lordy. Anywho. Um, I'm not going to say what it is because I don't know if my mom is actually a follower of mine. She could be listening right now for all I know. Um, but I've been very tempted <laughs> to use these gifts. And um, I was going to go over there today and ask her if she wanted them early. But 
like six in the evening, she said she was going to bed. I'm like, wow, six in the evening, that's pretty early. Anywho. She didn't want any company, so I said, you know what, I'm just going to stay home. And, um, anywho, anywho, moving on from that topic, there's a lot of people that I know that have gotten COVID, there's a lot of people that I know that have gotten the vaccine, me, personally, I haven't, um, now that's not to say that I haven't gotten COVID, I'm pretty sure that I already have, back last January, um, I'm pretty sure that I did. But I haven't gotten sick for over a whole year. Um, I ended up getting a cold about a couple weeks back, maybe a week ago. And I had the sniffles, and then I had a stuffed up nose, and then a runny nose for like two or three days, and then I got over it. But I like to think that I've got natural immunity. And... I've got other people that have taken the vaccine, they've gotten their boosters, blah, blah, blah. And you can still catch the disease if you've had your shots, right? Everybody knows that. It doesn't mean you're immune. Actually, they changed the word vaccine in the dictionary twice this year because it used to be used that a vaccine was to kill or inhibit the growth basically of a virus and that's not what it's doing it's lessening your chances or lessening your symptoms so anywho I've been very stern about not taking this vaccine and everybody that I know that has taken it has gotten sick and I got talking about it today like why are these people still getting sick afterwards they get the booster and everything, which they're good while they got it in their system, but they're still getting reinfected. And the only thing that I can come up with is that their body's in shock. Their body's immune system is in shock. I mean, here you are injecting something that's foreign into your body. And everybody knows, that has common sense, that if you get it naturally, your body's immune system response is going to act more cordial. It's going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, we can fight this off. It's going to fight it off, and then eventually in the future, if it comes into contact with your system, your immune system is going to say, okay, yeah, we know exactly who this motherfucker is. Let's gang up on him and beat him up. But when you shoot up this this cocktail that is only 33% effective, which, by the way, it's only 33% effective as of now. If there's another strain that comes out, which there will be, just give it a little bit of time, it could be 10% effective. And we don't have any other new vaccines that are going to be able to make this 50% effective or 80% effective. We've just been going downhill and downhill and downhill. Right? Anyways, from the get-go, I've said that the number one protector is staying six feet away from everybody. 
staying, you know, not only staying six feet away, but washing your fucking hands. And a lot of people, they wear their masks, they have their vaccine, but they still don't wash their fucking hands right. And that's how they're getting reinfected. Um, so, you have to do your diligent part. You can't sit here and preach about vaccines and then not wash your fucking hands. I can't tell you how many people come into the gas station today and don't wash their fucking hands. And then they, they come out of the bathroom, they touch the ATM machine, they touch the pen pad. Some 75-year-old lady comes through right after that and touches the pen pad. She doesn't wash her hands, and then guess what? She goes out and she touches her steering wheel, she touches her cell phone, she takes that home with her. You know, so... Spreading this shit isn't just about being vaccinated. At this point, it's it's about um, preventing the spread of germs, right? Everybody and their brother knows that even though you're vaccinated, you can still get infected, right? Now here lately, I've been staying inside. I don't go out to restaurants, really. I don't. I haven't been to a concert. I don't go to airports. The most people that I deal with on a daily basis is the people that I work around, customers, co-workers, and um, that's about the minimal exposure that I want to deal with. But when you go into an airport, you have so many different people from many other countries, many different cities, that go and they touch shit. You know, you're, you're flying in the same plane with somebody that sat there for eight hours, 12 hours, and they've touched shit, they've sneezed over shit, they've rubbed their nose and touched shit. You know, I mean, the list goes on and on. But being in an airport alone makes me cringe. Being in an airplane is like five times the cringe factor. You're piled next to many, many different people, you're touching things that many, many other people probably touched. And it goes against all of what we've learned this whole time, to stay six feet away from people. And here, there's people that are flying planes, spreading this shit. And even though they're vaccinated, you know, they're, they're showing that they're vaccinated, but they're still spreading the shit. And they want to talk about how, oh... People that are unvaccinated are the ones that are spreading it. No, it's the people that are vaccinated that are getting reinfected. And these other strains that are mutated are getting into the public that hasn't been infected, like me. Well, I've been infected, but it's been a while. So I might have had the Delta variant or the Alpha variant, but I haven't had the Omicron variant, per se. Anywho... You catch somebody at a bad time of the year when they're um, somebody like me, somebody who rides a bicycle to work and has usually I have pneumonia twice a year. I've gotten lucky this year. I got lucky last year. Anywho, people like me that their immune system is fighting off pneumonia and then bam, they get infected with coronavirus, and 
not only does your body have to fight off this pneumonia, but it's fighting off this coronavirus at the same time. Your immune system gets overwhelmed, you know. And I know this is the case because my mother, she's gotten the first shot and then she got her booster. But she never got a shot after that. And she got sick right after that. And then right after she got rid of that sickness for about a week, she got sick again. Her immune system is already compromised because she's got rheumatoid arthritis. So every day of the week, you know, her immune system's compromised. And there were certain times where she couldn't take her medicine because her immune system was already compromised from the cold or the COVID or whatever the fuck she had in between. So long story short, she's got natural immunity now. First, the first little cold that she got, the doctor said it was rhinovirus. She, t- she tested negative for corona and said it was rhinovirus, which once she got rid of the rhinovirus right afterwards, her immune system was so beat down that she got the cold. And then, uh, or it might have been a really mild case of the flu, I don't know. But I told her, now you don't have to worry about it. The chances of you getting a cold virus again or getting rhinovirus again is like you have a 50 to an 80% immunity rate now now that you've already gotten it anywho anybody who's ever taken science class anybody who's taken microbiology anybody who's dealt with pathogens anybody who's learned about bacteria knows that it's going to evolve it's going to change and there's nothing that you're going to be able to do to stop it They've come out with a new pill, long story short, that alleviates the symptoms just like the vaccine does, without all the other bullshit, and I'm not against it, I'm not against it, I believe that if you already get the coronavirus and you're having really bad symptoms, take the fucking pill, because you don't have anything else to lose, I mean, if you're on the brink of death, then you just take the pill, but when it comes to the vaccine... Don't take the vaccine ahead of time when you're not sick. You don't have any reason to take the vaccine if you're not sick. Um, And like I said, even if you show a few symptoms, it's nothing to worry about. It's the same thing if you get the cold or you get the flu. You get some symptoms, you know, and then it's over. And that's what they're kind of saying the Omicron variant is like, variant. Um, But... You don't go putting yourself in danger's way. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that here in a minute, but I'm going to take a break, take a little bit of a piss break. I'm going to smoke a little bit, and then we'll get back on on the subject. There's so many people that talk about how these newer variants, the Delta variant, the Omicron variant, are more susceptible, right? They say they're three times more um, susceptible to catch that than the flu. And there's so many underlying factors that come along with that. First of all, they go by how many cases are throughout the world. In places like Africa, you know, there's no running water to wash your hands. That's that's one of the main reasons why Africa is going through what they're going through. Um, But 
you got to think that when they say that it's three times more susceptible than the flu, that's only if you put yourself at risk. You have zero chances of catching it if you stay six feet away and you stay at home. You don't really do anything but go to work and come home, and that's that's what I do. So, I mean, yeah, I deal with a lot of people at work, a lot of dirty money throughout the day, people that don't wash their hands, I gotta touch their dirty money, but while I'm there, I wash my fucking hands. And in this kind of business where you deal with working at a gas station, you kind of have to wash your hands. I wash my hands 15, 20 times a day. I use hand sanitizer about that much too. And I'm going to say that, and sometimes I even wear gloves. And it's all about preventative measures, right? About not catching it. And if you do catch it, don't be fucking scared, you know. I mean, like I said, eventually everybody's going to get it. Because that's Mother Nature's way. And Mother Nature doesn't lose. So, but if you do get it, it's only because you didn't stay six feet away, you didn't wash your hands, and you didn't wear a mask. And for people, this is where I'm getting at right here. For people to get on an airplane, to go into an airport... That's packed full of people that have many different strains. They probably already had the Delta variant, the Omicron variant, the Alpha variant. Who knows? You've got many different people from other countries that are transferring, you know, there too. So, putting yourself in an airport is like more risky than going to a hospital, in my opinion. And, you know, that's, that's very risky business. Putting yourself in an airplane is even more risky. They're they're literally recirculating the same air in that cabin that other people are breathing out. It's being recirculated and blown right in your face. And um, they say that the coronavirus can last in the air for over an hour without dying off. So, you know, I mean... Would I get on an airplane right now? No. First of all, I'm not vaccinated. I can't get on an airplane. But even if I could, I wouldn't get on an airplane because you're just asking to catch it. I mean, anyways, back on the podcast for a minute. Um, I just wanted to say that you can't follow statistics. I know you hear a lot about, you know so many COVID deaths, and they're, they're only reporting half the statistics, they're not reporting all of it, and when they do report statistics, it's, oh, this person died from COVID, but, you know, they don't tell everybody that they were 65 years old, they had diabetes, they had liver problems, and probably three other comorbidities involved with it, you know, um, somebody that's 30 years old who doesn't have any problems or anything, they're, they're going to get through it just fine, more more than likely, um, with this whole Omicron variant, um, they're saying it's less, um, you're going to see less symptoms than you would have with Delta, and if I made it through Delta, what the fuck do I care if I have this Omicron variant, you know, it's less symptoms, and I'm going to be more immune in the future, 
for any more future strains. So, you know, they make it out to be this big thing that sounds terrible, but it's really giving you the benefit because if you contract this Omicron variant and it's not bad, then, like I said, you've got natural immunity for the next strain that's going to come out. It's an 80% chance you're not going to get it. And it beats any vaccine that's, what, 30% or less? So, they're making it sound like a terrible thing. The best way with anything in life is to just do it naturally. Period. I don't care who you are. And, like I said, if you've already got Delta, you've already got Alpha, and your symptoms were eh, this Omicron variant supposedly is even more eh. So, why not get it naturally? And then, like I said, when the next strain comes around, which could be more deadly, and like I said, none of these vaccines are going to work, you've already, you're ahead of the group because you've got natural immunity. You've got an 80% chance that you're not going to get it. While everybody else has been taking this fake drug and they've got a 10% chance of not getting it. That's, that's not, you know, it's just any biologist, any microbiologist, any um, disease control specialist or anybody who knows anything about the immune system and bacteria will tell you that natural immunity is the way to go. Even if you're the person that's um, just gotten one shot or you got a shot in a booster, You've really fucked your immune system up. It's really confused it, you know. It's like taking you and putting you in a maze in the dark with a blindfold and saying, fight this big 300-pound motherfucker with no experience. You know, it, it's just the most stupidest thing that I've ever heard. And you've got all these doctors, immunologists, disease specialists that are going along with it and saying... Oh yeah, you should you should just go get this vaccine. Even though they know it's not working. So I just I just can't you know, and they're not going to get in trouble for it because you can't you can't um sue them for malpractice because it's really the pharmaceutical companies that are making these statements in the first place and everybody knows that you can't sue the pharmaceutical companies right now. I mean, if you were to if you were to get a vaccine, let's say, and you get an adverse reaction, your throat swells up, you almost die, and then you end up getting COVID anyways a week later, um, there's nothing you can do to sue that pharmaceutical company. Literally nothing. So you're really you're taking a gamble just by vaccinating yourself to begin with. And I know a lot of people will say, oh, well, that's just like a hundred people in a million. But wouldn't it suck if you were one of those hundred people? You know, that's more chances of hitting the lottery. There's only one person that hits the lottery at a time, right? So do you want to have more chances than hitting the lottery of getting sick? Or, you know, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, and you got these fucking people that are hell-bent on people getting vaccinated, and it's because the president has been pushing this whole thing on 
vaccination, vaccination, vaccination. There's nothing that they've said that has said that getting vaccinated is going to stop this shit. So why the fuck would I go and get vaccinated? I just want one good reason why I should go and get vaccinated. Because everybody tells me that I should go and get vaccinated. Even older people that come into the gas station, like, oh, you should go get your shot. I've lasted this long for 12 months without one. Why would I fucking go get one now? Tell me that. And a lot of them always say, well, because it lessens your chances of getting symptoms or it lessens your chances of dying. First of all, if God wants you to die, you're going to fucking die. There's no magic drug out there that's going to prevent you from dying, okay? If you get it really bad and God decides it's your time to go, you're going to fucking go. There's no magic scientist or magic cure or pill that's going to stop that, okay? So, all, all these people living on a pipe dream that think, we've got this all in the bag and, oh, if you just take a magic little shot, we'll, we'll get over this. No. They've already stated that you can get the vaccine and get sick again. So, all these people that are bitching and whining and moaning and groaning, everybody just needs to get their shot and everybody just needs to conform. And Just because you conformed and you folded doesn't mean that's what everybody else believes in okay and this is a country where you get to believe in whatever you want you get to decide whatever you want you got the freedom to do whatever you want so all these people that are coming out and saying well you should just do this or you should just do that well you should mind your own fucking business you should live your own life in your own little bubble and leave me the fuck alone you know that's basically what it's coming down to so, if you're scared of me, then stay the fuck away from me. It's that simple. If you're scared of getting COVID, if you're scared of being a friend or a family member, stay the fuck away from me. You don't have nothing to worry about, right? So, I'm already a hermit. I already, like I said, even before COVID came around, I've been sticking to myself since 2015, at least, okay? So, I know how to live on my own, stick to myself, stay away from people. I don't even have anybody over for company. And it's not just because my place is a wreck 90% of the time, but it's because when I come home, this is my, this is my sanctuary, this is where I'm safe. This is where nobody can infect me with COVID. You know, only my germs are in this apartment. So I stay home to stay safe. I stay home because I hate people. And I stay at home because I don't have money to be out there spending. So, <laughs> no, but there's many different factors on why I stay home. And I think that by me doing that, and by me going to work and coming into contact with certain germs, I mean, I still wash my hands, I still use hand sanitizer, but there's going to be a mild amount of germs that are going to slip through. Whenever I was taking my um, CNA class, 
they had a little test where they told you to go in there and wash your hands for 30 seconds with hot soap and water, which the soap was antimicrobial, you know, and they told you to come out when you were done and they shine a, they put a little bit of dye on your hands and they shine a black light on it and it showed all the germs that were still in between your fingertips and your cuticles or your nails and the cracks and crevices everywhere and that really opened my eyes to when you think it's clean it's not very clean you're still gonna have some sort of germs and like I said touching dirty money every day touching a dirty cash register that other people have touched and so on and so forth um, I think it's kind of made me a little bit immune to it you know like I said I'm not gonna get cocky about it but nobody has talked about natural immunity and that's what bothers me the most is because all these people like me who do have natural immunity I'm not gonna go and get a shot now that I have natural immunity that would fuck everything up that would reprogram my body's system from what it already knows to this new vaccine that I've done pumped into my system. I'd probably get sick like over and over and over again. Who knows? And secondly, it's just, it's against my religion. Because we all believe, whether you're a Catholic, Christian, Lutheran, that the body is a part of God. And it's, it's, it, you're supposed to keep it as pure as you can. There's a lot of people like Jehovah's Witnesses that don't even, they won't even take a blood transfer if they're about to die. If they're on the operating table and they've lost so much blood, they've got it in their will that they don't want a blood transfusion. Because it's dirty blood, it's not pure, right? And that's their own beliefs. With me, I try to keep the temple, the body, as pure as I can. Yeah, I drink. Yeah, I smoke cigarettes and smoke weed and whatnot. But, um, I do it in a moderation, for one. And for two, I don't put myself at risk to where I can cause harm to the body that I'm living in. So, I've stopped smoking cigarettes, actually. I mean, I smoke cigarettes when I drink. And it doesn't have any benefits whatsoever, health-wise. But I've done it for the longest time. And now that I'm kind of getting away from that, I'm not even really wanting it whenever I drink, honestly, here lately. But that's something that is detrimental to the Spirit of God. It doesn't do me any good. It doesn't do the Spirit of God any good. It just, there's no reason to smoke cigarettes. It's detrimental to you and the Holy Spirit and everything in between. And, but I believe that smoking weed is completely fine. And so that's a whole nother realm on what somebody believes is right and what somebody believes is wrong. And I'm one of the people that um, I'm trying to eat better, I'm trying to work out, I'm trying to get my body to where 
you know, it's a temple. And after that temple's fallen apart and kind of crumbled, you got to work on it. you got to rebuild it. And that's kind of what I'm in the process of doing. So, to put that at risk by taking a vaccination, taking a shot of drugs, which, you know, a lot of people don't consider a vaccination a drug, but it is. It's a man-made chemical that, yeah, it's FDA certified and blah, blah, blah. It's still a drug. It doesn't grow on this planet, okay? So when you're shooting that into your veins, you got to realize that you could have possible side effects, but you got to also realize that it's not man-made. And back when the cavemen around were around, they weren't shooting themselves up with vaccines. They just didn't exist. Back then, it was either you lived or you died, okay? And as ugly, as callous as that sounds, that's the way it was. That's with everything in survival. You either live or you die. Only the strongest survive, okay? So to sit here and make up this false vaccine, this false cure that fucking gives everybody false hope and it fucks with their immune system and it gives them all these side effects and it has done nothing. It has done nothing but cause havoc. Everybody that's gotten vaccinated, they're still getting sick. And again, you can be one of those pro-vaccination people. I don't care. I've got a lot of them that I talk to all the time, I, I debunk them all the time, but the main reason why everybody got that vaccine was so they didn't have any symptoms, right? Because they didn't want to, they didn't want to get pneumonia and die, right? And then they get reinfected again and they've got the symptoms. So what the fuck are you doing? And then they go back up there again and they get another vaccine or another booster, thinking that they're doing the right thing when really they're just... Again, they're sending their body in shock. And there's there's no release on statistics with this vaccination bullshit. There's no statistics about that. And there's no release about what's in these vaccines. They're not going to tell us. Who knows what the fuck's in these vaccines? It could be cyanide in these fucking vaccines. And people are shooting them up in their arms like, okay, yeah, I'll be the next one. Think for yourself. That's the only thing I gotta say. If God wanted us to be dead, we would be dead, okay? So think for yourself. Stop being a sheep in the group. Because we all know what happens to sheeps. Eventually, they get slaughtered, alright? Anywho, do what you think is right. And don't worry about anybody else. If you're so worried about somebody else next to you, then you don't need to be out in public. Seriously. You need to just stay home, go to church every Sunday, wear your mask, use hand sanitizer on all your silverware and all your plates. Just be a crazy little kook. You know. <clears throat> That's kind of what it's becoming. The crazy cat lady. I mean... Nobody talks about the flu that kills um, 
650,000 a year, every year in the world. Doesn't, doesn't let up, you know, it's something that still goes on. It's not like the flu just disappeared, but we've also got the avian flu that nobody talks about. Nobody's ever talked about the avian flu since 2008, maybe, 2012, I don't know. It's been a little while. Um, but the chances of that mutating into what, what we've got going on, mutating into the avian flu, is more probable than, you know, I mean, if it can spread to humans, it can spread to the birds, too. So, this whole outbreak that's with coronavirus, they said, oh, well, we don't think it can spread human to human. And they changed that and said, well, yes, it can. We think it spread from a bat to a civet cat, and yes, it can spread to humans. But now, we've got to worry about, because we all know that in the past, with avian flu, that we can, get, we can contract diseases from birds. You know, humans aren't very close to birds in a um, anatomy standpoint of view. We're not very close to birds, but we can still contract diseases from certain birds, right? So what's to say that this coronavirus isn't going to infect birds, which are going to also in turn have the avian flu, and then mutate into a strain that's completely crazy and it has like a mortality rate of like 50%. Half the people that get it die, you know. That's what we need to start worrying about right now. The mortality rate right now is less than 10%. But if it was 50% of, like I said, half the people that get it, they die. We would be dealing with such, it would be 10 times scarier right now. And we need to start spending more money on funding for research on how to kill off viruses with a one-and-done approach, no matter what kind of virus it is. I know we've been spending a lot of money on um, gain-of-function research, which is what started this whole fucking bullshit. But I think we need to have an oversight committee on where this money is actually going, and it needs to be going towards, in the, in the United States, we're not going to be funding anywhere overseas, it needs to be funded in the United States, and we need to be funding towards a cure that kills off all viruses with a one-shot-and-done approach, just like with polio virus, um, um, getting measles, you know, Take a one shot and you're done. It doesn't make sense that we can come up with a cure for AIDS or HIV over the past five years. They've been coming up with major breakthroughs with, with HIV and AIDS. Um, but we can't come up with a cure for Corona. And it's even more crazier that we dealt with SARS in the past in the 90s and it only lasted about eight months and then they cut the funding for it because it quote-unquote disappeared nobody tracked it nobody 
made sure it disappeared. It just it just disappeared. Nobody hears about H1N1 anymore. The swine flu, which the swine flu was also the same flu that caused the Spanish flu back in 1918, I do believe. 1918 was H1N1. And the swine flu that came out was H1N1. It was the same strain. It's just over time they call it something different. I got my vaccine for that. And ever since then, um, I'm pretty sure that I haven't gotten any avian flu. I'm pretty sure that um, it's 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 done me a real justice on taking the H1N1 shot. And that was back when I was about 16, 2016, I do believe. Well, it was probably like 2014, 15, because my mother made me get it before I went to high school. I didn't want to get it, but I did. And I'm kind of glad that I did, because like I said, I feel like it gave me a natural immunity boost with that kind of shot. Now, with the H1N1 shot, like I said, we've been studying that since 1918. We've had plenty of time to come up with an effective vaccine for that it's kind of just been sitting on the shelves and waiting but with coronavirus we're just taking shots in the dark and all these people out here are just lab rats test dummies like yeah go ahead and shoot me in the arm with this and let's see how it reacts there's been many people that have gotten bad reactions from these vaccines and like I said whether it's a 14 year old girl or a 65-year-old man. You don't hear about it in the news. You don't hear about how they lost their vision. Or they have neurological disease now. Or how they, they're getting cancer in their brain from it. There's no studies on this shit. There are literally no statistics and no studies on how many people have taken this and how many people have had adverse reactions. There's no bar graph or pie chart that's been produced out to the public about that. And I think that's the most shocking, scary thing. Like, why not post... You know, they, they say that there's adverse reactions, but they're not posting how many people have adverse reactions. And I know they've got access to that, you know, so... With that being said, I'm the, I'm the type of person that I don't have medical insurance, first of all. Second of all, I've, I've, there's been many times in the past where I should have went to the ER with that chest injury that I had, um, with that um, skin infection that I had was another one, and I dealt with it here at home just fine. And it's really shocking, like, how many medical malpractice cases there are here in America from doctors, from people that people trusted them with their life, with their health, and they end up fucking them up and ruining their life and causing more, 
problems than what it is. There's so many of them. I think the last time that I looked, there was like over 500,000 medical malpractice cases. And so everybody says, don't trust anybody unless they're a doctor. A lot of people say that. Oh, don't make any judgment until you go talk to a doctor. And um, I'm the type of person that I believe in holistic medicine here lately. I mean, a lot more lately. But like I said, I had that chest wall injury. Um, I had that skin injury that I had gotten over here at home. I didn't need any <clears throat> IVs or I didn't need any special medicine to get over it. Knock on wood. Um, but the point is, there were doctors going door to door back in the day with just a briefcase. You know, you had to call the doctor to your house. And it all was in what doctor you trusted. Which one had the most experience, which one had the best drugs, which one was going to give you the best care. And nine times out of ten nowadays, if you kind of follow that same thing like I do, I don't really believe in going to the ER unless... I have a fucking arm hanging off, or I'm about to have a heart attack. You know, that's the only two reasons why I'm going to go to the ER. So, even if I break my arm tomorrow, I'm probably going to nurse it myself. So, I don't go to the hospital unless I absolutely have to. And, so, you know, a lot of people talk about how you shouldn't do things at home. You shouldn't be your own doctor and whatnot. And I've had plenty of good experiences out of doing that. I've saved a whole bunch of money. I've um, grown right. I've healed right. Everything's been great. And the chances of you getting an infection while you're in there doubles or triples. Especially nowadays with COVID. But it used to be Back before COVID, they had things called HAIs, Hospital Acquired Infections. And if you were, let's say you got knee surgery and you were in the same room as somebody that had staph before, there's a chance of you getting staph infection in your knee just from being in that same room or that same bed that they were in. So, um, anywho... A lot of people think that you got to go to a doctor or you got to be in a hospital to get better, to heal. And the body works wonders. The body is crazy. It works wonders. You'll be very surprised at how you can heal yourself just at home with some rest and some good food, honestly. I mean, I haven't been to the ER since I got food poisoning back when I was about... Uh, well, I was living with my sister. I just came back from North Carolina, and I was about uh, 21, maybe, somewhere around there. So for about 10 years, I haven't been in the hospital. And it's because I try to stay out of the hospital. Um, anywho... I know I've been ranting and rambling and going on about different shit. and Basically what it boils down to is you're going to have your own beliefs. You're going to do what you want to do. 
and don't listen to people that are going to tell you you should do this or you should do that because they're not your doctors and I don't even follow doctors you know like even when they give me advice I tell them eh, you know there's a chance I'm not going to follow it so um, the point of the matter is you got people that are the pot calling the kettle black you know they're telling people they need to get it vaccinated and shit but they're vaccinated, but they're out there at airports, and they're out there at busy places that can spread more germs, and they think that they're invincible just because they have this vaccine, and that's not the case. So, you're going in a highly metropolitan area like Los Angeles, New York, you're just asking to get a new variant. And just because you've had the vaccine doesn't mean you can't get those variants. So, like I said, the new vaccine is only 33% effective. So, you do the math, even if it falls down to 25%, which I believe it's going to fall down to 10 but 25% effective is only a quarter of the people that get this vaccine is going to be protected. And that's just, that's not right. So, we spend millions, if not billions of dollars on funding the Pentagon, the FBI, the CIA, and we can't fund some more money to fucking come up with a cure. Come on now. Come on. We've been funding the Department of Defense to do climate change studies and shit. Yeah, the same department that's supposed to be worried about war, going to war with China, and we're researching climate change at the Department of Defense, at the Pentagon. That's fucking bananas. We're trying to come up with hypersonic weapons and missiles and, and planes and we're studying climate change. That's stupid and it's a waste of money. There was a $400 million test to see if men work better with men or do they work better with females involved too. Shockingly, it said that men work better with men, but that men are more productive. But $400 million just to do that test. That was, it, I mean, who comes up with these numbers, first of all? But, anywho, I'm going to go ahead and get off of here, call tonight. Um, I might maybe make another podcast, but I really doubt it. But if not, I will talk to you guys the next time. Probably tomorrow. Who knows? But it was real. It was fun. But it wasn't real fun. So until the next one, deuces.